on this week's episode of Third and Forever. We go over some breaking news that have happened. We are officially in the off-season, so it's been a couple weeks, and so we got a couple updates uh, around the league, and then we're going to get into the meat of the podcast, which will be our team's autopsies. It's basically what killed your team and your season, and you know maybe you want to talk about suggestions or moving forward, what the plan is going into the off-season. Uh, we're going to go through Vikings, Packers, and Bears. Um, we each kind of did our own teams, and so we're obviously going to have commenting going on about that. Uh, and that's going to be it. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Ozdren, always by my co-host, Kevin Olm, and producer, Dustin Luco. Kevin, it's the off-season, and we're off of our two-week vacation. Well, our one-week vacation. Our one-week, yeah. But yeah, it's been two weeks. It's it's the first time, and it was it was a lovely little Wednesday right there uh, last week when we didn't have to record. And we timed it with a snowstorm that happened. Yeah. Which is great. It was good. And I was sick, and it's just, it, was, it just worked out. It just, everything lined up. Yeah. And you guys got to work from home that next day, and I had to shovel four-foot snowdrifts out of my like uh-huh. work lot. Uh-huh. That sounds like a you problem. Yeah, 100% yeah. sounds like a Dustin problem. And speaking of Dustin problems, we have shots. We have Because shots. <laughs> offline, we decided to each pick an XFL team yep. and continue hammered heartbreak through the offseason. Is it going to be three still? Uh, good question. Maybe maybe it's two. Maybe two. it's not as much it's not as much heartbreak. Yeah, because we XFL. literally just picked so here's the methodology of how we picked our teams. Uh Kevin I picked first. First first of all, he yep. said Here's an idea. Everyone pick a USFL team. It's the same thing. And I'm going to pick the, the Vegas Vipers because they have Geronimo. Geronimo Allison. And, uh, and Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley. Oh, that's Packers. why you know two players on yeah. the team. And, and uh, <laughs> me, I'm like, all right, let me pick my team. I look up the USFL. I'm like, I don't I don't see a Vipers. I'm like, what? And then it's, I check the XFL. I'm like, oh, XFL. It's the same picture. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the, it's the yeah. same thing. It's, it's, it's the not NFL. US, USFL starts in like a month, I think, their season. XFL well, maybe, maybe started. Maybe we'll pick a, a USFL team too. That kind of helps. Sure. Yeah. We'll and then maybe that. we can double up but, on heartbreak. So one that's week or how something. Kevin picked his uh, XFL team. Yep. I picked next, and I chose the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, just strictly because their name is cool. Uh-huh. Thinking of like a hawk. And, and a battle. In a battle. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. And their uniforms are pretty sweet, too. Like, their helmets, they have, like, the... It's almost like the... Um, I don't know. They got some cool graphics they, on there. They like, got, like, the wings on yeah, the side. Yeah, they, they, they have, like, graphics. Like, they're, like, hawks. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So, their their uniforms are cool. I'm like, sure. And it's it, Midwest. I don't know. St. Louis. It's, I think it's the, the closest to us in terms of XFL team. They're closer than Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll pick them. And I think they have, they have A.G. McCarron. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, so I was like, oh, all right, he's doing stuff. I'll pick him up. And so then Dustin, (sighs) what was your reasoning for taking picking your team? Who is your team by the way? Uh, The um, hang on, San Antonio (laughs) Brahmas. The Brahmas, yeah. They they were the the first team I saw. Like alphabetically, maybe they were like the first on the list of teams. I typed in XFL teams, and they were the first one I saw, and that wasn't one of your teams. So So, I was like, that's my team. Yeah, and, and you made a slight error because. The day before we were deciding this, Adam's team that he had already picked in the group chat yeah. beat the team that you were about <laughs> to pick. 
Which is why you're doing shots right now. Well, I didn't type in scores. I just typed in teams. <laughs> you you basically volunteered for a hammer and heartbreak. Yes, that's okay. I got used to doing them in the regular. This season. is our first. This <laughs> so. is yeah. So we had a hammer and heartbreak in week one. Uh, we, you know, so that happened. My St. Louis Blackhawks that I've been a loyal fan Battle of forever. Hawks. Battlehawks. <laughs> what I say? You said Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Black yeah, he's Battlehawks. St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, that I've been a fan of my entire life. Yeah, big they, fan. They took down their away too in a thrilling comeback from behind victory wow. against the San Antonio Brahmas. Weren't, weren't they down by like 15 points with like so. a minute left or yeah, something it was, stupid? It was something ridiculous. It was something ridiculous. Because well, you oh, can do, man. instead of an onside kick, you can do like a fourth and 15. Yeah. And you can oh. go for three in yeah. the XFL. Yeah, and that's how they, yeah. they won by three. And yeah, they, they ended up tying it after having to convert a fourth and 15. And then yeah. they went for three for the win and they got it. And uh, then they won the next week in another thrilling game against the Seattle Sea Dragons, which shout out, Ben Danucci. I almost picked the Sea Dragons because they got Danucci and, and um, Josh Gordon. And Josh Gordon, who got a touchdown. So I was like, oh, I was really between those two. And then I saw like the, the two seconds of actual XFL that I've watched. Yeah. Danucci had like a game losing for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, my team absolutely shit on the Lions. Or the whatever. Lions? I don't know. Whatever the Guardians. That, the, Guardians. the Orlando Guardians. <laughs> that does not look like a fucking Guardian. Uh, does it look like a lion? It looks more like a lion than a guardian. Okay. It's, it's like an angry jungle cat. It looks pretty mean. Nice. Um, but yeah, so uh, standings after after two weeks of the XFL. Uh, as we're recording this, we have the St. Louis Battlehawks are tied with the DC Defenders at 2-0. and hmm. And then in the, in the North Division. Ah, good. good. Um, Why is St. Louis in the north? Because there's no one northerly more. Because yeah, all the other teams are Louis. all south. They're yeah. all like basically. Let's see. There's, there's, there's three. There's three Texas, and then there's one Orlando. <laughs> That's the south. <laughs> uh, so then you have the Vegas Vipers are zero and two. Uh, we'll get them next time. Yeah, and then the uh, the Brahmas are one and one. So also, or, isn't Greg uh, Greg Williams is a coach of one of these teams? Oh, I don't know. That's he definitely question. is. Let I know. Me, let me look it up. Um, I know. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the old um uh, Cowboys coach before Jason Wade, Wade Phillips. I think. I, I think. Alive. I think. Wade, <laughs> yeah, I no, think Wade Gre- Phillips. Greg is the Williams coach. is the coach, or he, maybe he's the offensive coordinator Defe- of the coordinator. DC Defenders. He'd be defensive coordinator. I think they say. Or, oh yeah, no, you're right. So he, yeah, he's, he, he's on the staff of the DC Defenders. Yeah. Though. Yeah. All right, well, I'm gonna do I my first shot. So. All right, first shot going down. Nice. Um, so yeah, we're going to have that going on. We won't have a hammer heartbreak for the XFL until like week six. So a couple weeks, like a month almost. Um, so that, that's, that's not ideal. I don't, so we, we definitely don't won't forget about this. Yeah. I don't understand the scheduling. I tried looking at them. Like, I don't, I don't know. The battle Hawks play D the DC defenders two, two times out of three weeks. I don't know. I just, I just need better edge to get the XFL in there. Cause they don't have it right now. Oh uh, yeah. You, but they, they are in prize picks. You can bet on like really? Ben DiNucci's passing yards. Jesus, uh, who is Ben DiNucci? Like, why? How he was the backup. He was, in, he was the uh, practice squad guy from Dallas. He got elevated when Dak was hurt last year. Yeah. So then you had to play a bunch. He was also been on like on hard. He was knocks. he was on hard knocks because McCarthy uh, would call yeah. him DiNucci. Yeah, DiNucci. He, li- yeah. he liked DiNucci. Let me see you. It's a great nickname by Mike McCarthy. You just take the last letter of their XFL name off. XFL on Fanduel. That's a good question. I bet they are. They are. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I could make some lines here. Um. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you Play got the bets. you got the best you should, team. You apparently. should put a parlay on all, all of our teams to win. 
Yeah. <laughs> what would that what would that win us here? Let me let me find. Yeah. Out. What would your odds on a on a four leg so, parlay of the entire see. league? Three on a money line. Or wait, oh, if you picked every game. Yeah. If you picked every do you game. To, do you want me to take the the points or just the winner or the just the take money line all money four? Line? Yeah. All right. Uh, money line all four. What do you mean all three? Are there only six teams? Well, there's eight, but we're only doing our team. Our oh, teams. our teams. Okay. I thought you were oh. doing like every oh, game. Oh, I have eight. I, that's why I have previous bet slips going on here. Hang on. Um, we make ten million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, a three leg with ten dollars would win one hundred and thirty bucks. If I if all hey. of our teams won, that's actually not bad. Yeah, uh, that's something to keep an eye on. We'll see if my bookie wants to. I'll I'll match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, blind bets. All right, back to the NFL. There's some news. Uh, Derek Carr officially released. Um, not oh, yeah. a, not a shock. We knew that was coming. It was just a matter of when. He released, and it looks like he's signing with either the Jets, Saints, or Panthers. That's the teams he's visiting and talking to. Yeah, and we'll probably get into this uh, topic a little bit more, but it, it seems like it's kind of it, it, the it's gumming up the works that like there's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, there's is a domino that needs to fall before he's using to fucking tell us. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers also completed so, his darkness retreat. He he completed early. Actually, I don't know if you heard. He wasn't there the full four days. No, it was only two days. Oh, what, what a, a bitch! Pussy. Well, he, no, he he reached enlightenment twice as fast oh, wow. as he was supposed to. Wow. Yeah, and he, he was on. He could have reached double enlightenment if he stayed the whole four days. Well, I think I think then it goes back. Like you unenlightened. Does he treat you enlightenment like MVP <laughs> like MVP titles? Like is he just trying to try to rack up the enlightenment? Well, so it, it, we don't know okay. how it went. We did get to see pictures of the uh, the little hobbit hole that he was staying in. Yeah. Um. In in like a mount or in like a little mound of earth. Yeah. Like, it, it really did look like a hobbit hole. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. And we have not gotten any indication from him or the team. Uh. If if he has decided what he has decided, uh, he did a podcast that I am very proud of myself for not listening to, but I saw the tweets and some of the quotes are, uh, they made me roll my eyes so hard that they got stuck in the back of my head for a few hours this morning. Yeah. I'm just kind of over it. I just want it. I just want a yes or no. I just want a thumbs up, thumbs down. We can go from there. Yeah. Well, uh, your GM or owner. I don't know. Goont. What GM. A, you keep. You put the N on it. Okay, whatever. Goot. Goot. Oh, Goot. Goot. Okay. There is an N. He yeah. said he's like he said that him and Aaron have not talked a lot. He said they've texted a little bit or something. <laughs> That's what you want from your GM and yeah. your MVP star quarterback. That's uh, what you want. Cool. Well, I'm sure Goot's kind of pissed because like he's got to do. He's got to make moves here, yeah. and this is a huge thing to try and plan around. Yeah. Like without knowing what's gonna happen. So yeah, I'm doing the second shot. All right. Nice. I mean, and you... all, yeah, and also like Jordan Love, like that's that's Goot's dude. Like he drafted him. Yeah. Like he wants to turn over the keys to him, and like he he can't until like he's <sighs> yeah. It's getting to a certain point where all the language that's come out and all the reports and all the actions, you can tell like the Packers have been. They've kind of looked like the bad guys the last couple cycles, and they're not wanting. They're like basically being like, it's all on Aaron. It's all yeah. on Aaron. It's all on Aaron. Because like they're like, we're good moving on. But, you know, we're going to try to be like, all right, we're going to hear his wishes and make yeah, it basically his decision. They're basically, they're making Aaron Rodgers break up with them. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. So they get the sympathy card, which I don't think they would get anyway. But Mm-mm. yeah, it's it's frustrating. And like I said, I, 
I don't know how much longer this can go on. It feels like it has to be wrapped up in a week or two, probably, where yeah. we need some sort of verdict. But I don't think we're getting one. It 100% needs to be wrapped up before the draft. Like, yeah. Because the teams that are needing quarterbacks that he could possibly go into, they're probably like, well, are we going to need to trade up? Are we going to need to take quarterback? Yeah. Like, we need, they need to know. Like, I yeah, don't know. There, there's well, like, he, he is like the logjam of the NFL right now yeah. in terms of offseason moves. Yep. He does still have to go to Hawaii with Miles Teller for a while, so we'll, well have to wait for she, that. I feel he, like they're not even friends yeah, anymore. He, he yeah, he was friends with them only because of Shailene. Like yeah. his, Miles Teller and Shailene are like best friends. Yeah. So like that's the only yeah, reason Dustin, he was, that was stupid. You don't think they're, they're still that's friends? several crazy girlfriends ago. How, how, many, how many boyfriends of Jalen's friends is Kevin still friends with? Uh, let me count real quick. None. Yeah, there you go. That's that's that relationship. Bad friend. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Once they're not I, dating anymore, they're I, out of his I life. I can't be relied upon. Yeah. yeah. Um. Other two other notes that I had: Leslie Frazier taking a year off of coaching, defensive coordinator for yes. the Bills. I don't. What does this mean for the Bills defense? No idea. I don't know who's going to be calling plays. Uh, who's Poyer is also definitely not coming back to the bills it seems like yeah based on his comments a lot he of wants to play somewhere warm that doesn't tax him yeah a lot of uh oh <laughs> miami there you <laughs> go yeah <laughs> um do the old tyreek um so i don't Ooh. i don't know what that's gonna mean for the bills like is, is the bills like i don't think they're gonna is be the bad. Bills window closed? but like honestly like is that the shortest window <laughs> like they were like the perennial favorite and now all of a sudden it's like oh fuck now nope, nope they're not they're, it's done it's over because like you look at it they're in the afc so that's even worse yeah they have to deal with like the problem i mean the they, afc they, they has to deal more... with the chiefs and the Bengals. yeah like two teams that have now beat them in the playoffs the, the, like ja- the, the jags 10 years in a row it feels like doug peterson seems to know what he's doing down there like yeah. the chargers are always always talked about so it's like I don't. I, I'm not going to talk about the Chargers yeah, next year. I know. No, Depending I'm, on I'm holding you to that. TV. When we do our off, where we do our the, uh, preview episode, you're going to be like, and the winner of the AFC West, the Chargers. You no, because this is how I'm going to kill the Chiefs. I'm going to predict the Chiefs, oh. and then they, they can't possibly actually win the division if I do that. I'm, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I might predict the Vikings too. Hmm? You don't look worried because I'd know you'd be trolling and doing. You just. Are trying yeah, to no. Kevin, you know you're not. I would never admit that into a microphone just now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Last bit. Um, and uh, Netflix announced they're releasing a docu-series. Oh, like, like how Full Swing has been out, and it's awesome, and it shows like kind of a behind the curtain about certain players and on tour, and it follows them throughout the whole season. Um, kind of a cool, you know, look. But but Adam, which which quarterbacks? So tell me one of the, the quarterbacks. Three, the three quarterbacks that Netflix followed uh, during the 2022-2023 NFL season. List them in order of career earnings. Uh, <laughs> what's what's well? I don't know where Mahomes is ranks on this now because like, he's he, definitely below Kirk at this point in his career. But like, so. I don't know what his signing bonus and all that kind of stuff. Like, he got signed a half a billion dollar contract. I don't know what that. The pay. He's already a couple years into it. I don't all know. Right. Let me let me. Kirk let me probably Google. has that. So the three quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Ooh. So I think that this is actually that like the, all three quarterbacks had a very different season from each other, and so I think that's going to be really cool to see like the differences. Uh, obviously, you're going to see the MVP Patrick Mahomes, who would go on to win the Super Bowl. I don't know when the coverage ended, but I'm assuming it's most of just regular season, um, just because they've announced it. I don't know how long it goes, but um, so you're going to see what day in life is like with him um 
Then you're going to see Kirk Cousins, who had a had a very good season, but doesn't always get that kind of you know recognition. Like you know, it is what it is. But the team had a lot of success, so that's going to be interesting to see where how that is with with him. And he's I feel like he's going to be just it's going to tear Vikings Twitter apart. <laughs> I don't know. I it's going to be brutal. I think a lot of people, once they watch, like if they watch it, I think they, their minds will change on Kirk. I think that they're going to like find him extremely like he, cause he's a very humble dude. Like he's not, I no. mean, he, he's unabashedly himself. He, he says, is a he dad. You like that. He is it's a corny so aggressive. dad. Uh, and so, I don't know. I think that's going to turn a lot of people like around on it if they don't like him for whatever reason. And then you have Marcus Mariota who, we're going to see him start as the starter. He's a, he's a and, nice guy. And he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's a really his, nice guy. He's his old coordinator, and then he gets benched for a rookie. Yeah. We're going to see how he processes that. And then he gets surprise foot surgery, right? Yeah. Is that what he did? He like yeah. just ran away. Or no, that was Tannehill. That got, no, I don't know. No, no. Was it both? Mar- Marcus was the one. He's like, he's not here. Did they do it together? I don't know. Tannehill was still there. It was, it was Marcus. Arthur Smith was like, yeah, he's not. He's not practicing. He's not. He's play. not even on the team anymore. Yeah, he got. Yeah, cut. he got cut. He got cut. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know if it goes all the way up to that. So that's gonna be cool. Like I'm, I love like full swing was awesome. So like I'm, I'm excited for this. And I know I'm curious because they call it NFL quarterback. Are they gonna follow? Just continue following quarterbacks? Or are they gonna like next year pick a different position to follow? I feel like they don't want to start following like running backs and wide receivers because you got like a one in. 10 chance that that guy like gets arrested that year you know like it's just quarterbacks it's a lot plays, safer if he plays for the saints or raiders yeah it's like quarterbacks don't, don't do you almost never have those issues yeah uh would you like to know what patrick mahomes career earnings so far are? yeah uh just under 80 million dollars okay yeah kirk's definitely a hub. and Wait, kirk a is a little bit over 201 million dollars i guarantee by the end of it ain't gonna be close uh, yeah no of course not <laughs> but, but like how long has kirk been in the league like uh 21 years, 11 seasons. Yeah. And yeah. Mahomes has been in his, this was his fifth six? year. So six, yeah, six yeah. counting his non playing rookie year. But yeah, five years as a starter. So he's had two contracts in the NFL where Kirk has had several. So Patrick, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, when he was the MVP in 2018, was paid $1.2 million. Yeah. Cause he was a rookie. Yeah. That's just crazy. Which everyone says, like, oh, they need to be a rookie. It's like, that's like the exception. There actually aren't, like, you look back at all the Super Bowl winning teams. Their quarterbacks, only like three of them were on a rookie deal. Yeah, by the time Mahomes' current deal is done, he'll have made four hundred ninety-four million dollars. And that doesn't count like in- <laughs> is that there's incentives in there too that like that can bump that because I know his incentives pushing him over half a bill. Like it's, it's- are you sure? Because like there's workout bonuses and stuff in here. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, and then there's one more piece of news. I want to play a little game with Dustin. We talked about it before the show, but there is a. Did you just say oh shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I don't, I don't know much news. There's, there's I nothing don't at stake. No, no, but this is so. The NFLPA did Nobody a massive survey. <laughs> the NFLPA did a massive survey of current players, current players, Dustin. I get it. Um, about all the franchises in the NFL and gave them kind of like a, a report card for you know yep. a letter grade for each franchise for things like how they take care of the players. Do you families, want to just li- list off? Do you are. have the the categories? Off the top of your head, as I can pull up that picture that I have. Um, yes. So the categories are treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, locker room, and travel. Mm-hmm. Now, Dustin, I would like for you to guess um, what grade the Chicago Bears got on treatment of families. I don't it's know where a, you're going. A, a with a to this. F too. So it's A to F. What yeah. do you think they got? 
I think there's actually F minuses. Someone put them there. Yeah, there are. C, <laughs> middle of the road. C minus. I, okay, that's good enough. You're getting there. Yeah. Barely um, passing. Let's see. What do you <laughs> think the Minnesota Vikings got? What's your worst one? Shit. Don't tell me it's the worst one, then I'm going to well, know it's not good. All right. Well, here, the worst one um, on nutrition. Are the Vikings nutritious? Oh, that's their worst? Yeah. B minus? It's an A minus. Really? <laughs> stupid, stupid survey. Yeah, so the, the rankings came out. Uh, first, they, they surveyed over like roughly like 1,300 players, um, and they graded them all in that way. Um, and the Vikings of the NFL ranked number one overall. Um, what, what highest, you, highest report card. What do you think the, uh, the Cardinals got on nutrition, weight room, and training room? Is it F minus? It's F minus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, they, and they got F's on locker room and treatment of families. Yeah, so like they got God. F's on almost everything. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's they, treated, not, they treated the forty ers better when they had to play in their stadium. <laughs> yeah, they probably did. Yeah, honestly, it's, probably. Yeah. So I mean, it, it looked like the Vikings. The, the Vikings had their lowest grade was an A minus. I think the Packers' lowest grade was a B minus. Bears, I, I didn't look what their yeah, lowest so, grade was, so but the they Bears, were definitely lower. The lowest grade, they I think they have is a D plus, yeah, it looks like, for, for nutrition. Ah, uh, those guys aren't nutrition. Uh, they're, eating, they're eating Italian beef. Since Ryan Poles is like carbo load. Holy sausage. Yeah. So the, the, the Bears were 13th out of 32 hey, that's overall. that's better than the Vikings DVOA. Or the, or the Packers. Uh, the <laughs> Packers were better than the th- than 13th. The Packers were like 6th. Hey, that's so, pretty good. Yeah, and then the Lions. Did they rank the the ambiance or things to do around the stadium? The Packers' worst one was it was nutrition, wasn't it? B minus. No, it was training rooms. Oh, training rooms. Yeah, yeah. So then the the Lions to round out the NFL or round out the NFC North were uh, what were they? Fifteen. Uh, they, they were okay. So middle yeah. middle of the pack. So <laughs> for the for the most part, the lowest in the in the NFC North being what fifteenth. That's that's actually pretty good. So good job, guys. Yeah, good we job, did it. North. I have to imagine total. Like that's probably highest average. I don't know. Yeah. No, we'll say it is. Got to be up there. We'll, we'll report it yeah. as highest yeah, average. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Refer here first. All right. Let's get to the team autopsies. How so, do I want to go through this? Yeah. So I think we want to go from best record to worst record because okay. I got to imagine the worst record autopsy is going to have the most to discuss. You know, we're going to be able to really. Probably really sink our teeth into that one. Probably. And your autopsy will probably, you, you going first, will yeah. probably focus on a problem that has already potentially been solved. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. without so, further ado. Without further ado, the official autopsy for the Minnesota Vikings, what killed our 2022-2023 season. Um, two words. One man. Ed. Kirk Cousins. Donatello. Ah. Uh, that's, I've, I've harped on this so much and he's gone. He, he's, he's, he's out of the building. He's out of the state. Probably he is somewhere who knows doing whatever. I don't give a fuck. He just, he just flew uh, off into the distance. Yeah. I flew off in the distance. So, uh, really it is the defense failing to stop average QBs or offenses. <laughs> um, that's, that's pretty bad. Like, you, you know, it's just you can't have it. You can't have it. And you put yourself at, always at a disadvantage. You're continually just trying to cling on to a lead or catch up to one because your defense just refuses to stop anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think that the defense, what we saw in the wins, you see them relying on timely turnovers in key moments, which kind of mask some overarching issues, uh, which, you know, we, if that, if those don't happen, you're probably going to lose, which happened in, in the, the five games that the Vikings lost in the 2022 and 2023 NFL season, including playoffs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was that they failed to get those timely turnovers and it just, the defense couldn't stop anything. Um, See Daniel Jones. What, what goes, what goes into that? Uh, injuries in the secondary definitely caused an issue because it had a revolving door of characters who, which in a secondary, I think it's so crucial to have consistent play or like the same group of guys out there. Cause there's so much in defense. It's reactionary. You have to be able to be like, all right, I'm passing off this guy. You have to communicate. Yeah. You have to have this synergy. And when you have a guys that like keep rotating in, you can never develop that. And so that's, that's an issue. Um, then you have young guys not making the jump in particular, Cam Bynum, Cam Danzler, the two cams, it's the cams. They, you, had a they, cam problem. you know, Danzler had some injuries, but that kind of set him back. Bynum didn't, he just, he had, he missed a couple games, but like he, it was more so that he just, he didn't make the jump that we thought he was going to. Cause he had a really, he had a strong end of last year. So that's where we thought like, okay, him working alongside Harrison Smith for a full off season, as well as going to the season, like he, you know, soaking in the the defense and knowing, feeling more confident in his in his play. It's just he just didn't seem sure, and I think we saw a lot of it. It was a lot of hesitation. I don't know. That's probably having to do with scheme. It's a new. It was a new system. Going to three four players out playing, not used to that type of play, so they're not as confident. They're hesitating. They're then slow. They're late. Then it causes issues. So I think that that hurts. Um, declining play, Eric Kendricks. I don't know what happened. Like he mm-hmm. just became really slow. I don't know. He was on the wrong side of 30, but he declined hard. And he went from one of the best coverage interior linebackers in the NFL, especially in 2017. I think he was the number one ranked. Um, and then 2018, he was still strong. And 2019, when we made the playoffs, he was fine. But then like 2020 and on, he just got continually worse mm-hmm. in coverage. And it's, He's not like a run. He's a he's a sure tackler, but he's not big enough to just to translate his game to being a pure run stopper. And I think like you know, asking him to do things in coverage against slot receivers, he can't do that anymore. There was that play I remember. Um, I think it might have been in 20, 2020 or twenty nineteen. I don't know. It was Elaborate. where where Devonte was running down the seam and he ran step for step with them and he got the ball batted away. Oh, he he is so far from that dude now. Yeah, like he just can't do. I'm like he. It's just that's what happens with when you hit a certain age, but especially with on defense. Well, speaking of uh, kind of you know, falling apart a little bit on defense, where are you at with Zedarius at this point? So Zedarius, I think you look at the service level, look at the sacks. You're like, yeah, where the hell did he go? But his pressure rate and his number of pressures was still there. Hmm. It just wasn't getting the sacks, which... You can't spell sack without C. Captain. <laughs> I mean, you can. You can just spell it wrong. You can, you spell, just, you can spell pressure without a C. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what... Do you want him back? What, like, it, it, it's all about price at this point. I mean, it's oh, with these guys, it's all about price. And I'll get into um, kind of what what we're looking at. But um, spending money on defense wasn't the issue. Like, everyone likes to say, like, mm-hmm. oh, because of Kirk Cousins' contract, you can't spend money. It's like, no, no, no. The Vikings were, like, top five in money spent on defense, like, in terms of your cap space. Mm-hmm. 
that's not the issue. It's just getting regression from those key players that you are paying money, like Kendricks, um, uh, you know, and Harrison Smith, like getting older, like he didn't have a bad year, but when you have poor corner play uh, or have like rookies bouncing in there, he's probably trying to do too much or his safety partner not elevating his game. He's probably trying to do too much. And that's where it's like, He's put in bad positions. You haven't mentioned the uh, the second coming though of Deion Sanders. His name is Duke Shelley. Apparently, I I really like Duke Shelley. I hope he I hope we retain him. If I were you, he, I would also like Duke. Shelley. He's part he's part of this. Like what again? What we need is like a defense just seems slow and conservative. Mm-hmm. Duke Shelley is mm-hmm. not that. He he's like the antithesis of like he's a small corner. He's got that dog in him a hundred percent. Like he. And that's what you need. You need to have some guy, like some dudes on defense that like won't put up with shit. Like, you know, yeah. in a, in a, you know, just play hard and you don't necessarily have a full defense of that, but th- there's just have no swag. one. Yeah. There, it was just a quiet defensive, like leadership right mm-hmm. now going on. Like Kendricks is never a rah, rah, get in your face kind of a player. Harrison Spitz never been that way. Zedarius they they is lead by leader. example. Yeah. And so I think that you have like, same thing with Daniel Hunter. So at all three of those levels, if your mate, your main leader is a quiet leader, that's not ideal. You need to have at least someone that like lights a fire. Um, and then you have the, the factor of draft picks either not being able to play because they've been hurt or they're just not hitting like you thought they will. And that you have a series of draft picks from the end of the Spielman era just not hitting defensive players. He hit on Derisaw. Awesome. That was his last first rounder. Love that. But in terms of defense, after like Kendricks, he wasn't able to find anyone outside of the first round or like the second yeah. round. Kendricks or Hunter, no one, no other impactful players. There's a couple role guys like Wanham's fine. James Lynch kind of became a little something fun. But other than that, you have no one like. Danzler, but like he's not a corner one. You guys could have drafted Kyle Hamilton this season. I mean, it's all yeah. You know, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty and that kind of stuff. But I'm, I had and forgotten I'm, I'm that not selling. I'm not it. selling the the stock on Lewis Seen. I mean, he got hurt in like week three. So like, I'm not. I'm not shipping his, his, his leg stock. He's he's all he's is good. He, is like, he better he's now? Way, yeah, he's way ahead of schedule. Okay, he's already he's been asking coaches like what the OTA and summer schedule is like. Like he's right. Uh-huh. He's going to be good to go. Um, so that's like, good because that was a disgusting. Injury. Yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> that was real and bad. Um, yeah, he had to be in London for his birthday. That was over like so he had to stay there and <laughs> like he was by himself. Um, busted but leg. I know yeah. Brian Flores is super excited to work with him. He's he, uh-huh. he's been a name he's specifically called out. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, and then like on so that's the majority of the issue is the defense. Uh, offense outside of JJ and Hawkinson, we didn't really get consistent impact play from all our skill positions. You had some boom plays or. Uh, performances like from KJ or Dalvin. I mean, Dalvin was fourth in the league in rushing, but a lot of that we saw was like, he would have that 80 yard run against Buffalo. That helps. Mm-hmm. He would have like a six yard, like, you know, he, he'd have like runs like up. I don't, it's just the run game creativity, I think was really bad. And then him also kind of like, I don't know. He didn't, re- he, he was hungry. Yeah. You like, you see Pacheco, a seventh round rookie running versus, any other like veteran in the league, they're obviously going to run different because their bodies are different. They've been hurt. They've, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we found out after the fact he was playing with like a broken shoulder. So like, for like seven years, for, like, like, yeah, what? for like what? two years. I don't know how like the harness is a, a God, I guess. I don't know how that works. Like, do you want to fix this? Like, nah, yeah, I, I don't, don't, I don't get that. I don't know. Um, so that's that ideal. O-line played well for most of the year. Kirk got hit more than any other quarterback, but his sack rate was really good. 
Um, until the end when there's injuries kind of came up, like Darisol with the concussions being out, uh, Bradbury being out for a handful of weeks near the end of the year, O'Neal then getting banged up at the end of the year. So that obviously hurt. Um, but I don't, I don't put the fault on the O-line. Uh, run you, game, like I said, very inconsistent. Are you worried about Hawkinson blackmailing Kirk into targeting him more? Like he seemed to, you know, start doing there. No, at the because end of the like season? he, it, it's like he was still converting those targets. Like, but it, like, but like, what do you think the blackmail is? Like, what do you think he has on him? <laughs> I don't. Because clearly there's something. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think he just he, he he Kirk always likes throwing the, between the numbers. Like he he's not like a guy that shies away from that. Like he does throw between the numbers and. We're gonna throw to your tight end. That's who's usually between the numbers, and yeah. he's a huge body. So it's like any he, he showed right away the like you know he was yeah yeah he's a reliable target. You so know and, when your tight end's not between the numbers, you know sometimes yeah sometimes he's outside of the numbers. Yeah, yeah. correct. Um, and then the uh, then play calling. <laughs> Thank I you, mean, Dustin. <laughs> more so, this is like uh, play calling had stretches where it went to a lull during middle of the games, but every offense does in the league. Uh, but that gets magnified with porous defense. So. That is not ideal, like in middle the middle quarters where you let these teams kind of claw back in or you maybe dig yourself in a need, hole. Maybe they need to take a five-hour energy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then they can stay energized. Maybe the they need game. a less nice locker room. Like we were just talking about the brand <laughs> yeah, new make facility. It like, make it like freezing maybe cold. Maybe it lulls so them to sleep. sleep. Yeah. Um, my last point is special teams. Um, mostly meh to bad. For like if you look at it, is, is Greg Joseph? Does he suck? So, but this is where it's this is where it's tricky <laughs> like, because you look at it that gets covered up with the game winning kicks. He led the league in the NFL last year of most game winning kicks. Yeah, because he had to kick a game winning kick to win by one point and, every and, single. And, week. and that's where it's like, it, what do you do? Because like the, the missed extra points are bad. We had so many field goals get blocked. Well, and like his field like, goal percentage overall wasn't very good either. Was yeah, it? it was like in the eighties, like eighty. Something, but like, like that's pretty low for the league. Yeah, it was. I think it was. I think the league averages somewhere along like 87, 88. I, I thought it was maybe like eighty five percent. I don't know. Maybe it was maybe a little lower. I thought it was above eighty. But his extra points, he had the most missed extra points in the league that's not good yeah um well, they shouldn't have moved it back so far it just seems like i like i i saw a bunch of stats because you know there's a lot of vikings twitter overlap like stats from like dustin baker mm-hmm. and then he put up a poll that was like do you guys want greg joseph back and it was like 90 percent yes and i was like why yeah like he's he's not doing great fans love the drama where they're just like all right are we gonna win I mean, who knows the thing is though he he was great is in his the name clutch, Blair Walsh no he was great in the clutch moments like a kicker the best kicker that you can have is one you don't have to worry about obviously like Justin Tucker yeah. uh greatest of all time and like you don't ever have to worry about him the times he has missed it's been like where you get the crazy like gif reactions where he is even his mind is just exploded. Yeah. Like what just happened? Like that's that. I mean, you, no, no other team will have that kind of luxury. Well, the, you look at Brett Mayer or Maher. About, the craziest thing about Tucker is he kicks in the hardest, like kicking condition d- division there is. Like the Northeast is always windy. What about the windy city though? Well, the Bears. Yeah, it's pretty tough. But yeah. But, no, he, but yeah, like the North. Like, I mean, every team you play in the AFC North is right up there and it's always windy and they're all yeah they're all outdoors and all that that's what's crazy too like he you know he's just i i think it's the issue with greg is do you do you gamble that you're gonna find like the unknown or like go into the unknown and find something better yeah and like because we've had so such a, a list of, since blair walsh's brain imploded you've, you've been hurt like yeah we, since since the seattle wild card he his brain broke and we've never found a consistent kicker 
Uh, Kai Forbath was the best at extra points, but he, he was not very good at, at field goals. Greg Joseph's kind of the opposite. Like, if they, he usually doesn't miss, like, if they get blocked, obviously that counts as a miss against him, which is what it is. You can say, oh, the trajectory was off, but it's not always on the trajectory. It's it's sometimes it's just and whatnot to, like, yeah, it, line failing or something. But And, and also, I, I just looked it up. He kicked uh, 78.8%. Okay, so right, yeah. So just so. under just under 80%. And, like, I'm, I'm curious how 87% many. 87% extra point. Yeah, which, which is not which good. Is, like, it sounds which, good. That, and you're that's like, last. Wait, no. That's last yeah. in the NFL, too. Um, or second to last, he might have been. So he was 33rd in field goal percentage, and he was 35th in extra point percentage. Yeah, I gotta think he was nearby. I wouldn't want him, but back. but he was no, number like, one. On, but he was number one on game winning kicks, which is crazy. He had like eight game winning kicks. But but I feel like that's just, like that, that's more a product of like the rest situation. of your team. I know it's, it's like yeah. in that situation. Yeah. I know, and it, it's there. It's that's why that's, I see stuff where it's like thing. this many game winning drives by a quarterback. And, like there's something to be said yeah, like, there. Like Andrew Luck under pressure. I'm all for I'm all for signing him, and if we want to draft a kicker or sign one after the draft. Draft, uh, like late rounds or af- undrafted, just to bring him in during the summer to have a king competition with them. I'm all for that. Bringing other guys, they did that last year. Greg won it, um, and that's why they went with him. And I- I'm sure that will happen again. Maybe he's just a really good preseason kicker. He was. He was unbelievable. In, in <laughs> right, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's a good really postseason every, kicker too. He's Mr. Postseason. He didn't miss a single kick this yeah, year. Every in the postseason. Every. Uh, like beat reporter, oh, four of them. Every beat reporter in the training the during training <laughs> camp was always like, like Greg Joseph didn't miss at all today. Like he was he yeah, had every single kick. About I, almost I, every I never trust kicker. a reporter talking about a kicker because every single game we get, well, they were kicking it from eighty yards in warm ups, and like, no, they weren't. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, they're always like from this direction against the from- wind. Yeah, and then I'm like, so why don't they just kick a field goal every time they get the ball and win the game? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't right. know. I mean, I think like Greg Joseph, I. I ho- I don't want our games to come down to game winning field goals, and hopefully that doesn't matter. I I don't know. I'm kind of middle of the fence of what to do with him. I'm I think we just keep him and sign him to another one year deal or whatever, and then just bring in someone. And if they beat him in in the off season or training camp, then so be it. Roll with that. Just go with who's yeah. the best kicker in camp. Um, that's pretty much all you can do until you find a guy that will be there for a long time. So uh, that's that's my autopsy for the Vikings. It's, I've talked about it a lot, but it's basically all the same issues I've, I've raised. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully in the step in the right direction with Brian Flores. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, we will. All right. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. You're now, up. Now we go into the Packers autopsy, which has a lot of a lot of stuff that would have shocked me at the beginning of the season when I was kind of digging into what are the – I narrowed it down to the three pillars of Packer failure this year. Mm-hmm. And shockingly, we just talked about kickers. Special teams, not really one of them. That was honestly not that bad last year, which was you know, the reason, at least in part, that we lost in the playoffs the previous year. So that's the little one happy note at the beginning, is that we were 17th in the league in special teams DVOA. Mm-hmm. So average, very yeah. nice. I'll take that. Point number one in the autopsy, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' play this last season dropped off significantly. Yeah. And you expect, uh, you know, a a guy with two back-to-back MVPs, you can't go into the season expecting, oh, he's going to go get a third one necessarily. Uh, That just, you know, it's very unlikely. But I was looking. I don't think that's ever been done. No, I don't think so either. I think two is the only. And so I'm not holding him to an MVP standard. 
But here's a look at his numbers this year versus his numbers the previous year. He threw 11 more attempts, so that's a 2% increase. So basically the same <laughs> amount of attempts. He that had, last the year before, the yeah, MVP he, year? Yes, okay. it is the MVP okay. year. Uh, Brett Favre won three straight from 95 to 97. And look, and look where he is now. He's like defrauding people on welfare. So, Peyton Manning? Oh, wait, never mind. That's not consecutive. <laughs> is Brett Favre consecutive? Yeah, yeah. 95 okay. to 97. Nice. Manning's the only one to win it with two teams, though. What was the quarterback play back then? Like Elway? Yeah, I guess. Like... That, that's where it's Marino. Weird. It yeah. wasn't necessarily a quarterback award at I, that time. I know, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm curious. I want to look at the other stats and that. Like, it was like, was there just no one else that was actually that good <laughs> for three years? I don't know. Well, so we got we got the two percent increase in pass attempts. So barely barely any change there. We have a five percent decrease in his completions. So again, we're looking at about the same number of passes, the same number of completions, more or less across the whole season. We have 420 less yards, which is a 10% decrease. So now we're starting to see a significant drop in the stats. We have 11 less touchdowns, which is a 30% decrease. And we have eight more interceptions, which is a 200% increase. <laughs> and and this, is, this is the part that I kind of, I will connect from the first point I have here to the second point uh, in a minute. But the first downs... He went from 213 first down throws to 177, a 17% decrease. And we're going to now segue off of that 17% to a guy who wears number 17, Mr. Devontae Adams. Oh. So the other, the second pillar I have here for the Packers autopsy is the pass catchers. In 2021, Devontae Adams led the team 123 catches for... 1,553 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 84 first downs. 2022, who do you think led the team in receiving yards? Alan Lazard. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's going to be Lazard. Alan Lazard with 60 for 788 <laughs> and six touchdowns. So we're basically cutting every single Devontae Adams number in half. And not quite in half with the first downs, but still from 84 down to 45. And that kind of shows you a big problem with the Packers offense where you just can't maintain drives without that Devontae Adams cheat code. Mm. And I'm not trying to take stuff away from Aaron Rodgers. I still think Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal quarterback. There was some stuff this season with his thumb being fucked up or something. You know, he had some some weird little lingering injuries and stuff like that. But he did lose a ton of production when he lost Devontae Adams. And we really didn't have anyone to supplement. And you can say, oh, there were drops and oh, there was this and that. But he just, it, it was very, very clear to me watching the games that he was used to his easy button. You know, you throw a fade to Devontae, it's almost always going to work. Like mm -hmm. way more often than it should. And th th so that's kind of, that's how we connect the first point to the second point. And the last part of the second point is we got to talk about Christian Watson. Christian Watson had three different seasons this season. He had weeks, games one through six, because he did miss some games in here. So he only played 14 total games. Games one through six, we're calling that the mediocrity period. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even call it that. Uh, he was on pace. So he, he had 10 for 88 and zero. So extrapolate over a whole season would have been 28 for 249 <laughs> and zero. Uh, so that wouldn't have been a great season. <laughs> no. 
Then we have the epiphany period, which is games 7 through 10, where he had 15 for 313 yards and 7 touchdowns, which would have put him on pace. Are you following me here? Yeah. 64 catches for 1,330 yards and 30 touchdowns. <laughs> the Eric Ebron period. <laughs> that's that's what that is. That's that's what that's called. So many touchdowns yeah. and like not many catches. It's just that's yeah, six sixty four. <laughs> so just a little under half of his catches would have been touchdowns in this scenario. Jesus. And then we have games eleven through fourteen, which I call the question mark period, where he was more productive, but the touchdowns did not kind of keep up and the yardage did dip a little bit. Sixteen for two ten and zero put him on pace for sixty eight, eight ninety three. And zero. Yeah. The the zero is hard for the on pace because it really it, it really stays. blows up pretty it fast. It stays at zero. <laughs> so I love like the projections. Like, yeah. whoa, look at that. Wow. But so if you put those three projections together and kind of average them out, his average for the season amongst these three periods is 58 for 824 and 10, which on a rookie outing, it's not the best. That's, it like, a, that's like a Chase Claypool season. Well, when it, he was with the Steelers, it's like a good Chase Claypool. Yeah, season. but I'm like, yeah. but like he he's not gonna go. He's never gonna go for like consistently ever over a hundred. He's maybe gonna give you sixty yards or seventy yards, well, but, if that. But and then a touchdown. We've seen the flashes, and so that's that's where why we're in kind of a weird spot with Christian Watson because there's there's a big part of me that wants to just throw out those first six games because. Clearly, he wasn't being featured. He wasn't being involved. He was semi-injured for like half of them. Yeah. But then you look at the explosion games and then the games that followed it up. And I'm sure the truth is somewhere in between. So when you look at the Packers and the autopsy this offseason, you can look at the kind of the emergence of Christian Watson. But there's a question mark there about the development of Christian Watson. And that's, that's what concerns me. And there's nothing we can really do going forward other than to just hope that he continues to develop and improve. And potentially like draft more guys. I don't know. I, I don't think that they're going to make any big splashes with the uh, the wide receivers this year in the draft. But yeah. And that brings us to the third pillar. Can you guess what the third pillar is? Joe Barry. He's on the list. Yep, it's Joe <laughs> Barry. <laughs> How'd you know? Uh, I I I host this show with you. Yeah. So Joe Barry, my first bullet point. Joe Barry sucks. Um. <laughs> That's that's just a technical Surely term. he's gone though. No, and so he's still here. Oh no. Yeah, which is the kind of stormy <laughs> rain cloud hanging over the entire proceeding right now. Uh in 2022, Packers defense was 20th in overall defensive DVOA. We were 9th against the pass and 31st <laughs> against the run. Now there are only 32 teams, I must remind all of you. So oh. this is this is basically the epitome of the bend don't break kind of scheme yeah which is code for like play bad yeah where it's like well we'll just play really really safe and you can just get down the field slowly with the run game oh forever. I, yeah i know all about it you know uh, it's, yeah it's, except it, we we didn't let them go by the run game we just gave up like those five ten like yard passes dunk, yeah yeah then we just give up those where you guys didn't you just kept the runs well we did give up some dink and dunk though too where it's yeah. like those don't really count as much against you and yeah. in, in those dvoa type of metrics because in theory you shouldn't let them keep Keep doing it on like but, third and four. But by God, we're not going to get beat by a sixty-yard pass. No, like, God it will, will not happen. Yeah. A quick possession, never heard of it. Yeah, eight-minute opponent drives. 
Every time. And so I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself if you listen during the season, but the Packers defense has seven first-round picks on it. Yeah. Seven. And it's got three relatively high-profile free agents. The, the first-round picks, Kenny, Jair, Gary, Savage, Stokes, Walker, and Wyatt. Yeah. That's And, and the, the free agents, Campbell, Douglas, and Amos. Now, there's probably going to be a, you know, we we might lose Adrian Amos. Those sound next like year. families that rival the Jackson Five. <laughs> Those names <laughs> you just read them off. Like, is it like a pop band? Like is it, is it a group? Like what's Cam- going on? Campbell, Douglas, and Amos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like an Amish family. Yeah. And, and Kenny, the Amish Jackson Five, the Amish Five. Yeah, Here this is this is my Amish son Jair. What? <laughs> But so and we, we drill down a little bit. So the Packers defense clearly has perceived talent on it. It has the, the, the team capital, the assets dedicated to it to be a lot better than 20th overall. Yeah. So I lay that at the feet of Joe Barry and drilling into it just a little bit more. Um, looking at those two first round draft picks from this last year. Uh, Walker was a mess. <laughs> Quay Walker got ejected twice. The only, only player did you say? Twice. Yeah. Which, so he, you know, he led the league in ejections, yeah. you could say. Yeah, look at that. He's yeah. a league leader. And, and and on the other side, Devontae Wyatt couldn't get on the field. He played like 50 total snaps and, and his when, whole season. And when he did, he helped, he, he, helped, yeah. he almost got ejected he, for he, backing up his boy <laughs> for getting ejected. Yeah, he was like an accessory to ejection <laughs> yeah. when he was out there. So he I bodied a medical personnel. <laughs> <laughs> so... You can't really look at those two picks as much of a success. Now, no. maybe maybe Quay can learn from that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, and you know this, this is going to be a tall you know ask, but maybe not get ejected yeah. in the future. Um, and, and then you look at Stokes and Gary having their season-ending injuries, mm-hmm. which also contributed to some issues. And then Darnell Savage has regressed all the way to the floor and into the basement. Yeah. and down into hell. Yeah, so he's hanging out with Kevin King somewhere. Oh my god. <laughs> Kevin King still, I, I told you, like, I still follow him on Twitter and, like, he tweets <laughs> out stuff. And, like, I don't even hate him now, you know, because he's just like, yeah, go boys. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I can get on board <laughs> You're with one that. of us. Yeah. You're a fan. Yeah. yeah you sh- you should have been a fan the I whole time. I hated you when you were a player, but I, yeah. I hated you. <laughs> this deep, preoccupied and I hate that hatred. we share a name. You ruined my own name for me. <laughs> I can't even look at myself. And whenever I write my name, I'm like, Ugh. And the concept of a monarchy. <laughs> so, Joe Barry pass catching issues and Aaron Rodgers regression. Yeah. Those are the three pillars of the Packers autopsy for me this season, um, which contributed to a very lackluster year compared to what we were expecting. Mm. And when we look to the future, like we mentioned at the top, we have no fucking idea what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Yeah. We can just hope the pass catchers develop. We have young guys that could make the jump could not. Yeah. And I have no hope for the defense whatsoever because Joe Barry is still the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Did, um, did you know that last year for Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. that was his lowest, he had his lowest quarterback rating. It wasn't like 30 or something? No. It was like 60? No, not, not QBR. His Q- quarterback rating, like the actual oh. quarterback, the rating, the passer okay, what, rating. What was it? Passer rating, uh, which he is... Lifetime, it took a dip here because I know now Mahomes has passed him career lifetime passer rating. Yeah. Because uh, I think he's still at like 105. Uh, Rodgers now at 103. It was 91.1. It was his lowest ever as a starter in his, what, 19 years or 
18 years 45 years yeah yeah so because like it doesn't not counting his he did play you know three games two games two games but 2008 was his first year as a starter yep uh that was at previously at 93.8 that and then he had his lowest was a 97 point or 95.4 in 2019 that was the which was the Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy end of year, fired year yeah. uh, and then this was his lowest ninety one point one. So yeah, he had his statistically just, like from a rating standpoint, his worst. We just got to fire Matt Lafleur. Yeah, 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 and then it'll go up to one twenty one and a half. Yeah, That's, we'll lose in the FC Championship game twice. Yes, two times in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. I well, saw I saw a thing on Packers Twitter where they were like, "Which NFC Championship game loss hurt the most?" And I was like. How many twelve-year-olds are out here? Like, who's not voting for twenty fourteen? Well, I guess twenty like, no twenty no twenty twenty one. They didn't lose in the NFC Championship. That's right. Never mind. That was between the Niners. They lost in the yeah. Divisional. That was the block punt. Yeah, yeah that was the divisional. Yeah. But still, oh, bad. They were like, still the one seed. Yeah, well, yeah, we scored like a point yeah. at home yeah. in the playoffs. Seven, I think. Whatever. <laughs> Stupid. All right, Dustin. Oh, it's my turn. The Bears, it's, and and I want this to be really good because I saw you furiously writing notes while Adam was doing his. Well, because I because you was, weren't prepared. I watched Adam. <laughs> and, well, I looked at the time after Adam's. I'm like, he spent 15 minutes on this. Like, I have like Kevin spent 15 minutes. I have like six minutes. Dustin, yeah, Dustin's yeah, autopsy. He like unfolds it and goes, "The Bears," and like that's the <laughs> whole. The, the Bears were bad. The <laughs> Bears. They had the struggles. <laughs> Oh, I'm just looking at their the regular season. It's just like, oh, win, loss, win. Oh yeah, okay. Uh loss, 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 win. And then Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, Dustin, where, where does it where does it start? Yeah. All right. Um not really in any particular order. I just kind of started writing the stuff down. Yeah, we saw uh, I popped we, in my we, head. we saw you writing stuff down. <laughs> I actually added that in the middle though. <laughs> okay. Um so the first thing I want to talk about is trading Roquan Smith. Yeah. Because they didn't really get much for him. Your best defensive player. What, what did player? they get for him? I don't. I honestly don't remember. I think remember. it was like a second rounder. The top rounder. was a second rounder. I mean, that's okay. But, like, at the time of the trade, he was the league leader in tackles. Yeah. And he was, like, the heart and soul and of the defense. And he's, like, still young. Like, he's only, like, what, 27, so, 26? So the Ravens acquired Roquan Smith, sending the Bears a second and a fifth round pick. Um, So... Yeah, not great. Is it a yeah, second not... this year? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to build, rebuild the team around a guy, that's probably the guy. Because he's, he's got some oh, But you guys, don't have, you guys don't have that much money either this year. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, oh, really? <laughs> a ton. <laughs> but, like, I mean, he's, he's... You guys don't have the first pick, do you? No. He's getting that, like, he had that vet, veteran presence now. Yeah. And a great guy to build around. Because he's, he's, like... He's the middle linebacker. Like he's the guy. He you literally I'm built sure around. He was him. calling around, calling the plays. Yeah, but like he's got the green sticker. Yeah, I mean he's the guy to go with, and they just get rid of him. The Ravens just gave him. A, they also gave him a five-year, hundred million dollar contract too. Woo! Yeah, so he he earned that this year because he was really good. He's only, he's only twenty-five. Yeah, so like then you twenty-five, twenty-five. Oh yeah, my god! Exactly. exactly. Like <laughs> and they he's give got that his whole career foundational piece. I he was like twenty-seven at no, least. No, no, no he, started, he came out of the gates hot. He was good <laughs> from the get-go. Um, I so mean, yeah, he's, that a, one, that he's one an off-ball linebacker, though, so it's like, the, in a terms of, like, value, obviously he's not, like, a key piece. Like, he's great to have, like, you need to have that on the defense, but from a money standpoint, you're like, is this the best way to allocate resources? But, like, the but Bears have a lot of money. That's, that's where it's, like, where it's inexcusable. If it was a team that didn't have the yeah. situation like the Bears do, 
Then it's like, okay, if sure. It was, if it was a Kansas City Chiefs where you're paying Patrick yeah. Mahomes half of the GDP of, you know, a, a medium-sized country, then yeah. Yeah, if you're but, a team like the the Bears where you're talking about already getting rid of your, what was supposed to be your franchise quarterback. Nah, he's staying. Uh, well, <laughs> smoke screen. <laughs> we don't know. So, so Justin, be, beyond Roquan, yeah. what else uh, we got? Not having a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two. <laughs> But I was told Darnell Mooney is really, really good, was, and he, that could really be. Yeah, but he yeah. also got hurt. True. He also got hurt, and he's Did also he? like five, yeah. six, like one hundred and fifty pounds, soaking he, wet. Yeah. So, like, he's always going to be hurt. His name's also Darnell. Darnell yeah, Mooney. He he had a really good year last year Tough name. when Allen Robinson just took all the defenders and got no catches and, and, and forgot how to run routes. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then this year, when he had the attention on him, he just didn't. Have Meanwhile, Allen Robinson has his face on a milk carton in, yeah. in L.A. somewhere. Everyone was like, Allen <laughs> Robinson's going to bounce back this year. No. And they're like, no, the Rams are going to implode. Like, they're going to be so bad. Yeah. They're going to be the worst Super Bowl, the so, defending Super Bowl team. At least you guys, like, because did, did you guys trade Allen Robinson? Uh, or did he just leave? I think he just I think left. He, just left. <laughs> he got franchise tagged. Yeah. He, I, he I, I think he just decided to stop playing football. Left. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, okay with it. So you guys, so what do you think of Chase Claypool? Though? I don't you think like that him. we can fix this didn't, problem. I didn't like him in Pittsburgh. I don't like him. Descended why? Like a second. Is order. it the TikToks? Uh, I don't even know. I didn't know he was a TikTok guy. Oh, he's a big TikTok. It guy. was like him and Juju were the TikTok yeah. guys. Well, they were both what? in the his, AFC North. His and stock like, with me just went down. <laughs> oh, it's even further yeah. down. Um, Dustin so, knew there was a reason he didn't like him. So yeah. I mean, Cole Komet, he played pretty well. He definitely started coming in. Um, no, I took Cole Komet in the fantasy league this year. All right. He did not fucking play well. Was, Don't you dare all right, give He's me not that. a great fantasy tight end, but he... Got zero points. He was won. a solid guess, tight end. I want you to guess uh, what Chase Claypool's stat line was since he was acquired by How many games? the Bears. How many? Seven games. Seven games. Uh, Seven games. <clears throat> I think it was like five or six catches. I'll give, say like eleven or twelve targets. Give us, give us a line for the catches. Uh, uh, well, just tell us the catches because I just gave my guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Fourteen catches. Okay, fourteen seven catches. Okay. In Double seven digits. games. Nice. Uh, it's two per. How many yards do you think? One hundred and thirty. One hundred and forty on twenty-nine right. targets. So yeah, that's terrible. Z- zero touchdowns. So that's two catches for twenty yards per game. That's yeah. That's yeah. that's what you really want when you send like the number one pick in the he's, third round, basically a second rounder. He's averaging him. ten yards per reception, which is a first down. So if they just throw the ball. Yeah, and he just catches it more. Yeah, it's automatic. Good old twenty. Yeah, twenty <laughs> yards a game is is awesome. You want that in a guy that you're trying to be like. We got our quarterback help. Like no, oh god, did we though? Equinemius might have had better stats than that. Oh, by far. Yeah, he definitely did. In those those seven games, he definitely did. Because I'm pretty sure he actually played okay. We don't slander Equinemius on this podcast, Dustin. Yeah, Cole Komet was the the team receiving leader at 544 yards. Most of that was like the second half, too. Yeah, yeah, during that same stretch. He had a bunch of big plays in the second half of the season. Um, All right, so you got rid of your best defensive player. You don't have any wide receivers. Yeah. What Uh, else we got? Let's see. So Justin Fields, running back one, getting injured. <laughs> that didn't help. Did you just call your own quarterback running back? They I mean, he had over 300 more yards they, than the other guy. They yeah. pitched, in one less game they played. They pitched him the ball. 
Yeah. Yes, I guess that's how fair. many teams do but that. That's, but that's so. Are you saying that they should or should not do that with him? No, they shouldn't. I mean, I I like designed runs with him, but not twenty five a game. Justin Fields averaged the same amount of yards per run that he did per catch or per throw. Hmm. That's hmm. I don't. I don't that's, think that's good. That's good and bad. <laughs> yeah, that's like, both. As, as as nice as it was to that's see a bittersweet stat like, right there. Yeah. <laughs> like having all the like the big games with like what 178 yards or whatever he had to break the record. Like yeah, like that was fun to watch. But I mean, but him throwing the ball was not fun to watch. But then him getting no. hurt, <laughs> yeah. and and that was the thing. Like he made a lot of really good throws, but he made a lot of really bad throws too. <laughs> yeah. It well, was, and he was doing a thing where you was were, a mystery box. Yeah. You talking about him like, like running around a lot and you could, you could see it. Like, I wish there was like a montage of like Justin Fields getting up off of the turf because it got slower and slower. Really. Yeah. Like you show oh, yeah. the first time he got tackled this season, he just popped right back up by the end of the season. He was peeling himself off the turf going, uh, and he would like lay down there for a second, yeah, and like think about his life, and then he would like do a push up to like show everyone that he was okay, yeah, because he laid down there so long he felt the need to do a push up, yeah, <laughs> and then like his hip like imploded, yeah. and then like I, I, if your if your quarterback's hip is ever the issue, I feel like the way they play the position is probably not great. Like that probably shouldn't be what is do, hurt. Do Justin Fields' hips lie? Uh, not really, because he said they hurt. <laughs> very transparent. <laughs> very transparent hips. <laughs> um, so, kind of going, going off of that, yep. the offensive line. Yeah. It, it's just awful. Like, I, ever I, since Dakota Dozier got hurt in a preseason, you guys are <laughs> yeah. just screwed. Yeah. yeah, that ruined it. Yeah. We had no chance after that. <laughs> but no, I, I really, as much as I think, well, I, I don't know if they're, I think they're going to trade the first pick, but getting a guy like Will Anderson would be good. But if yeah. they do, I mean, I, I'd like to see a, at least so a, a, an edge guy, uh-huh. give me a linebacker, and then like two tackles. Yeah. And then, and then maybe probably some a wide receiver, receiver or something. Hopefully they You guys turn should go out. try and get like Brandon Cooks or something. Like um, somebody relatively cheap. Do you, do you want to know something fun? So hmm. Bears fans always talk about how their offensive line was a massive issue. Yeah. That's, they were, that's a pass block you're looking at. Yeah, I know. Which is a lot of the time what we offensive lines talked about. Though. That's true. That's true. So I'll read off the other one. So their pa- their team pass block win rate was second in the NFL at 68% behind that's the good. Chiefs. Yeah, because that's, they threw the ball as soon as they got hiked. That's really good. Well, it's because Nathan Pierce uh, was back their, there their run times. Their run block win rate, fifth in the NFL, 74%. I don't believe that. I feel like that's. I don't believe for- those numbers that you just said. <laughs> I feel like, like how much of that is like the defense? Like we're winning by so much that you just let the offensive line. Beat I mean, you I, like I don't know. I think that's a, like for sixty minutes they're doing that. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, for like fifty eight, well, once they're yeah, once they're like, losing by a lot. Like I don't think so. Either way, I've just seen like I have I have two brother in laws that are Bears fans, and they always be like, "Oh, it's the because the offensive line's so bad." It's like, well, they're really they not. They, you just have blown- a quarterback or, that yeah, like, they won a lot, but they also like got blown up like. Every other time. I feel like that's the loose thing you can just say that we don't have anything like, oh, let me that, count no, how many they, times the, that happened. The blow-up like, index. Yeah, was, I don't... I mean... I'm going to say it was a lot. Yeah. Okay, so you can't look it up to disprove me. <laughs> that's true. That's a fact. So, Dustin, anything else? Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got two more. Okay. Um, Kind of going off of the Justin Fields injury. Uh-huh. Uh, Jalen Johnson getting hurt 
that was a big one because he became after Rokon Smith left, he was like our best defensive player. Just sad because he's like a second year three. Year. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a sophomore. But he had an awesome rookie year. Yeah, yeah like no, he was really he's good. Like, year. He's like he, I, I really was, wanted the Vikings to take him over Clad, and he was piece, he was but, good yeah. when he was playing. Yeah. But like, oh, yeah, he, he got hurt. Uh, Khalil Herbert missed a couple games because he got hurt, and he, I mean, Montgomery was fine. He did okay, but like. Herbert had Herbert, the juice. Herbert was definitely our better back this year. Herbie was fully he was, he was your Pollard, but, yeah. but he yeah. but he ended Actually, up getting hurt. The so dis- we lost Kmart him a Paul, bit. Pollard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ebner, I think, was our third string guy that took over for him, and he yeah. was nothing. Um, he was nothing. And then and then Darnell Mooney got he hurt. Twenty four well. carries. So, like, yeah, <laughs> our our perceived number one wide receiver. Our perceived. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever the heard the media. Yeah, I don't think I've ever like people like they put so, labels on me like wide receiver one. So, yeah, so we we lost our quarterback at the end of the year. Yeah, we lost our more explosive running back at you the lo- end of the you year. You lost a bunch of games. Well, yeah, eleven in a row, I think. Yeah. Um, but you guys slid in that first one on the water. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, hey, we beat we beat an NFC championship team in a monsoon. Doesn't yeah. matter. Wins a win. <laughs> Yeah, with their bust rookie quarterback. Hey, you can't talk about a monsoon. We play in the elements. Yeah, that's true. For Not a couple, for long. For a couple <laughs> more years. <laughs> yeah, but we've got over 100 years in the elements, so. It's true. They out-elements you, historically speaking. <laughs> the Vikings used to play outside. Not 100 years worth of it. <laughs> okay. they, did, they haven't been in the league that long. They did play outside a few years ago. Percentage-wise, yeah, how, how long have the Vikings played outside percentage-wise? 10. I don't know. How, how, long is, how long are we going back? What's recent years for you? Their entire franchise. I'm saying. Oh, their entire franchise. You guys are like 90 years old. No, they're like, uh, no, 60, like 65. Really? So. Yeah, really? They're, oh, yeah, they're they're only they like joined in like the early 60s or yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. The Packers are 100, so I don't know, I don't know what you guys are. Ah, uh, they're at the. the... <laughs> well, so are the Bears technically. Yeah, just for a couple more years, though. So. Unless, unless something happens, what? What, where, like the dramatic. Packers cease to exist. Either that or the Bears just decide, eh, no, we're like good. Like the we city wanna, of Green Bay just, we don't just falls this. into the bay. We don't want to move out to Arlington. We're not uh, We're not doing this. Yeah, well, we'll see. Could happen. Are, are you Googling, like, when the Metrodome was built? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm looking at how long they were at the, the Metropolitan Stadium, which is outdoor. Okay, how uh, long was that? They were there from... Mm-hmm. Uh, for 20 years. So they were there years. for 20 years. How long was so the Metrodome? 30, 33% or so. Uh, Metrodome would have been probably for another 40, 30 years. No. Yeah, 30, 30-ish. Uh, and then they played, what, one or two seasons another, outside? From 82 through 2013, so 30. 31 years. Uh, and then they were at Huntington Bank or TCF back then uh, for, for two, two seasons. Yep, for two seasons. And then they did US Bank. So probably like a third of their or wow. a little over a third Way of their of their franchise history, they've been outside. Lame, you know. Lame. You want to know what percentage of uh, the Packers' history they've played outside? Less than a hundred. No, yeah. actually, no, yeah, no. They've played against the what, Vikings. What percentage? Well, what like home game? <laughs> <are you> talking? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, no, they, they played in stadiums. <laughs> no, hang on a minute. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Uh, all right, Dustin, you got any more points? I've got one more. He's got one last point. And this was Adam's big gripe last year. Oh. One in seven in one score games. So you guys are going to bounce back. You're going to go like 13 <laughs> and four next year. The only win we had was in week three against the Texans. <laughs> 
and that, that was the our, Vikings were one and seven. So we, it wasn't uh, like yeah, they, they were guys, eight and nine in one score games last, the year before. Okay, yeah, but that was like still, that was still a big or whatever point for it was. You. It was like, like seven and eight. Like they were one off, and now and then they flip that. But if so. all the one score games flip, the Bears are a wild card team. So yeah. if all the ones, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, so we went one yeah. and zero in one score games, and then we went zero and seven after that. <laughs> one of those was against the Eagles, though, so I'll be okay with that one. Oh, good. That's that's yeah, huge for you. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, and that was yeah. You got shots off of that game. All right. Well, that was nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was cathartic. I feel like. Yeah, it's always nice to kind of. So going forward, we're in the off season, so we're gonna try to. I know we got some people that have either re- we've reached out to or they've reached out to us that you know if they want to be on the show or we want them on the show, we're gonna find some time. So that's what we have to do with the off season. Fill it with some interviews. Uh, and then, of course, we'll head the show with or top the show with like breaking news if there are any that come up. Because I know there. Oh, are, there will be. There will be. There's some things pending that will probably be happening by the next time. Next time we, uh, Aaron Rodgers will announce his decision as you're listening to this. You know, just <laughs> yeah, right no, after knowing our luck. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, um, during the recording here, I received a text oh, say no. from. No. From from uh, my good buddy Joe saying that he is going to be one of my groomsmen. So wow! He, he finally checked his mail, so that's good for him. So you got them all lined up. I got them all. I caught them all. Got all my groomsmen. Now I just gotta get my ushers. This is a great time for Dustin and I to usher. tell you that we're both deciding to decline. <laughs> I didn't get a golf ball. I don't. Yeah. Want to what do the it. fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Unless you guys have anything else, I think that's gonna do it. No. All no. right. Well, thanks for listening to our episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. Go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at third uh, underscore forever 10K, where we post links to our episodes each week or every couple weeks, um, as well as clips from the episode, highlights, reactions, memes, news for the Vikings, Packers, and Bears, as well as the NFL in general. Uh, you can also find, I'm sure, links to all of us, our own personal Twitters. We're going to be more active. At least two-thirds of us are. Um, we're going to post reactions to our teams, anything and everything about NFL or whatever we want to tweet about. Um, as always, I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined by my co-host, Kevin Olm, and producer, Justin Luco. Before I go, I uh, forgot to say it earlier. Sorry. Shout out, Paige. No. She wants she want a shout out. No, no shout out. Love, love, I'm rescinding love, the shout out. Love you. Love you. Unshouted. All right. Uh, Kevin, final words. <laughs> <laughs>